This is a Boardwalk Audio podcast. I just drink wine. Welcome to the wine situation. Ah, it doesn't quite have the same ring as when Sean Sean Bacolts the the long gone. No, he's not gone, really. Uh, the wine whisperer. He's not here. Sorry, guys. It's just me, Ellen Clifford, on the wine situation where we find out people's situation. Um, if you get too bored of my voice, I will be bugging uh, the wonderful uh, David Zwick, the podcast guru, David Zwick, to help out. Hi. Hey! Hi, you can just start the show a new way, maybe? I that way you don't have to remind to... yourself of someone who doesn't oh, want to do the show right now. Are you saying I should start over? No, no don't do a new <laughs> podcast. It's a fun podcast. Just yeah, jump I, in. I need, I need a new, I need a new uh, entry. Yeah. Well, thanks, the, guys. This is the wine situation. There's any number of phrases that welcome people into the show. That's Get my into the tip. wine situation uh, something to think about between episodes just like yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. sean's gone let him be gone you guys this is why they call him the podcast guru he he knows what he's doing um i am your mademoiselle palette was my name uh i'll still take it uh i i don't know i'm certified as a psalm but i don't work as one i write stuff for delectable and uh I'm, I'm killing myself doing the diploma and when i finish killing myself with that i will probably sell my soul to the institute masters of wine and hopefully survive We'll see. Uh, just in case you were worried that I'm not the person to guide you through wine. Uh, I'm going to revive a bit that I would do with Sean, and David's going to help me out with. It's the hip sip tip. It's the sip for your hips that goes through your lips. That's a tip. So what is a hip sip tip? It's just like what I've been digging recently that like I don't think about every day. Um, so I had the uh, Rudder Estate uh, 2004 L'Hermitage sparkling from Anderson Valley. It was so good. So aged champagne is my, which is appropriate. You'll see when we start pouring things today. But uh, look, look for, well, it's not champagne. It's sparkling well. It's sparkling wine from California that I had, but um, traditional method sparkling with some age on it is great stuff that I don't drink every day, and I'm like, I should find a way to make this be in my life more often. Just me and old champagne all day long. That'd be good. Yeah. That's my hip sip tip. What do you got? That's a hip sip tip. That's a hip sip tip. That I've been enjoying lately. That's wine. It can be anything. It can be kombucha. I don't care. Anything you're drinking. Oh, I... Uh, it could be water. Well, I have decided that pineapple is the best flavor for kombucha. Okay. Because uh, I was overdoing it with ginger. And then, oh. like, pineapple gets the same uh, effervescence going. Just because it's a very active uh, food in terms of bacteria. And... Can you do the two? Oh, I've done the two. And uh, there's a stain on my <laughs> ceiling. From how exploding it, from it exploding, oh. yeah. <laughs> Did you know that apparently? Uh, well, I read that in Champagne when they were still figuring it out, they'd go into the cellars with these like iron masks on because so many people would die from just corks flying out and hitting them like bullets. Really? Yeah. So be careful with that kombucha. Uh, I don't want you to hurt yourself. I ha- I've just made a mess. I haven't okay. hurt anything. I've truly splattered so many times, <laughs> and the one the ceiling stain that's not going to go away. That uh, uh, 
I recently had an apartment. Does it look inspector. suspect? Well, an, an apartment inspector just came in. I was like, they should. I'm not going to mention it, but if they mm-hmm. notice it, I'm going to leave. Tell them you have a very and active sex one, life that the, involves ceilings. Well, th- that would imply a certain blau- brown color to certain liquids that okay. I wouldn't feel comfortable with. Gotcha. Um, but uh, I heard them muttering to one each uh, to one another as they were leaving, like. Was something up in the kitchen? He was like, I don't think so. It was like, so they like caught it, but it just seemed like maybe it was like they thought it was the shadows playing on the ceiling of the <laughs> oh, kitchen. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm, uh, please leave. Goodbye. <laughs> and uh, yes, only let inspectors in your home when it's shadowy. Yes, I think by candlelight. Yeah, like, uh, or like mid morning, I think oh, okay. it's pretty safe. Yeah. I'm also in like a building with uh, uh, north and south facing windows. So I think that helps me out a little bit in terms of. Constant shadow. So is your hip sip tip uh, pineapple kombucha or is it um, only lead inspectors in your home? It's both. Um, okay. Uh, uh, if you have north and south facing windows, schedule mid-morning inspections and pineapple kombucha. Those will be the two. Okay. Yeah. You got it here first, kombucha makers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, still going to make kombucha going to be a thing. Um just have to slide You just want to call that like, I just any wanna... alcoholic kombucha? Yeah, yeah, kombucha. I don't know why someone hasn't marketed this yet. I don't even usually like kombucha, but I would make that just so I could trademark it. Yeah, it's it. weird that hard. I should probably trademark it. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and intro our guest. I'm so excited to have her here. She's someone who I, I met and just always felt like uh, like you're just, uh, she's a wonderful person. Um, she is uh, works with Massanoi, which is an importer distributor. She's been at cut steakhouse she's worked at 750 she is an advanced sommelier who can blind taste like nothing else uh please welcome to the show dana farner thank you hi hello (laughs) it's lovely to be here i'm happy you made it you guys oh we should also say we're in ellen's apartment uh which is new and unusual because we don't normally record here. It's the first wine situation ever in in your place Uh uh-huh in a specifically ellen uh Ellen apartment, yeah, or residence. Yeah, it's never been in, never been in here before. So, I've uh, had web series shot in here. That that's about it. No, not the same. That's visuals. Yeah, yeah. and audio. This is just audio. Just the audio. And I feel like the acoustics are really great in here. I, I we both would have to look at David for that. Uh, I would say that the space of the room is great, uh, but I am nervous, and I think the listeners at home will probably. Not pick this up, but right now there uh, is a fridge hum. Uh, the fridge, the fridge hum. hum. Yeah, the fridge hum. It's not good. Yeah, but <laughs> if, if one lives alone, it's nice to have a fridge hum just so there's like some other presence in the. the That's apartment. why I normally so have alone. my air purifier turned on. It gives that like satisfying whir, like a vacuum cleaner. But but isn't a fridge hum sort of part of the life of a wine person? I guess so. It comforts you to know your bottles are staying at 55 degrees. <laughs> exactly. They, they need to be. Exactly. <laughs> uh, um, speaking of wine, I am excited to... Dana so Ooh. kindly brought stuff for us, so we're going to try some sparklings. Speaking of sparkling. Yay. So I say we, we pour something and then get chatting, and then we'll talk about the wine. All right. And talk about your situation with wine. Is that, Woo. Is that a capper... For had you previously opened that or it's yes okay so what is that device because I've never seen that and I'm less of a wine person okay yeah. so this is this this stopper 
for sparkling wine bottles is a very important thing to have in one's life because it means that you can open a bottle of sparkling wine and you can put this stopper on it and the next day you can have more of the sparkling wine and it'll still be bubbly. It is important. Yes. And there are many different varieties and you can find them anywhere. You can find them at the stoppers. You can find at uh, any wine shop. You can find them at Sur La Table or William Sonoma or any place like that. And then it just makes your life better. I had a friend who told me that she had to stop buying bottles of sparkling wine and start start buying them in cans because oh, otherwise she would have to drink the whole bottle. And I introduced her to the wine stoppers. As someone new to wine, I never knew this was a possibility. So when I saw that, I was like, it looks like some sips have already occurred. Yes. I'm glad this exists. What an invention. Well, cheers cheers to this. Yes. To innovation. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Mm. Hmm. Delightful. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah, what, is, what are we? We are drinking... I think I've had that producer before. Go on. Sorry. A Lambrusco. Yeah. And there are people who remember a sad time in the days of Lambrusco when it was really sweet. Yeah. It was red and bubbly and sweet and kind of not Good. something <laughs> that people really wanted to drink, maybe things that people were forced to drink. Ooh. But now... There's a whole new wave of Lambrusco. I love dry Lambrusco. Um, I usually have it, the the red bubbly kind. I don't have the pink kind as much, but I'm excited by this. Yes, this is a Lambrusco Rosado from a producer called Venturini Baldini. Lambrusco has been grown for ages in Emilia Romagna and usually on the plains, usually super high yield, Mm. really easy to pick. Uh, not expensive to produce. And so um, they weren't always like reaching for the heights of the best possible variety deliciousness. Um, But this producer and a lot of producers now, but Venturini Baldini is certified organic in their hillside vineyards. So that kind of uh, gives it a little bit more of a characteristic, they get that high diurnal range. Yeah, exactly. Good aspect to the sun. That's fun right. Stuff like that. The vines have to dig deeper to, oh, yeah. to get to what they want. So um, it's lovely. And there, I have been seeing more and more Lambrusco Rosados out in the market. Uh. And usually they're, they're made dry. They're made that they are not sweet. So nice. this is not sweet and pink and yummy. Yeah, and it is absolutely delightful. Made according, it's made with the Charmat method. Which is how... That is the tank method, for those of you that uh, aren't aware, where, where they um, they put this, they make the second fermentation happen in, in a tank rather than bottles. Yeah. And it's better for preserving, like, the quality of the fruit as opposed to the lazy kind of champagne-y flavor, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a... The, the bubbles are really easily controlled, like how much bubbles are in there are more easily controlled in a tank. Um but this actually, they call it Charmat Lungo, so Ooh. long Charmat. So they're keeping it in the tank longer, so it does have ah. more contact with the lees. Cool. So uh, as opposed to sometimes you'll get a Charmat sparkling that's like all fruit, this has a little bit, a little it's bit got of a that little bit of weight to yeasty, it. Yeasty, leasy yumminess. That's good. 
Yay. Yay. What do you think? Uh, I'm still getting to know it. <laughs> I, I, I'm still thinking about what Lambruscos were people forced to drink. <laughs> what is drink that, or die, what is Lambrusco. That mean, what does that mean? Yeah, yeah I, there, I, I will say that there is a, there's an age group of gentlemen that, <laughs> that absolutely will not taste this wine. Really? Yeah, I oh. was, I was pouring, uh, I'm sorry, not, not necessarily this wine, but the red Lambrusco. I was pouring for, um, for a bartender at a local restaurant. And she said, oh, Name I names. love this. Oh. <laughs> she said, I love this. I love this so much. It's so delicious. I could maybe get my dad to drink Lambrusco <laughs> if I brought him this one. So it's it's just, it's kind of an unhappy memory. From- it's like when you turn people on Riesling and when they're like, I don't like it. It's sweet. And then you give them like some, uh, some Alsatian and they're like, whoa. Yeah, exactly. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Or Australian. Yeah. There's, there's, there are... And I also believe that there are a lot of people out there that are still looking at a glass of pink and thinking it's going to be right. sweet. Yeah, because there was a there. major white Zinfandel white thing that and now happened. people are making dry white zin, and I'm all for it. I haven't tasted Ooh, it. Pedroncelli makes a dry white zin that Ooh, is yummy. That sounds cool. Um, thinking of uh, things that people don't like. Uh, I just read something that in Thai, rather than saying, I don't like this, they say, I don't know how to eat this. I like that. I love that. Yes. They say eat with wine or they just say that for any, any for, for anything item. you're consuming, I guess. I, I found this on a person's Twitter so who's a chef. Um, I would have to double check who it was. I want to say the handle's Shay Pim or something. I think her last name's Pim. Um, I, I can fact check if you guys want, but I just thought that was the most wonderful thing because people like to close their minds. Yeah. And I think it's cooler to keep an open one. Uh, yeah, exactly. I, I remember people used to say, you know, what, when I was first getting into beverage, first like looking into beverage professionally, people would say, what don't you like? You know, is there anything that you don't drink? And I would say... I don't drink grappa. Oh, <laughs> and then I went to Italy, and in northern Italy they give you grappa. I have some grappa. Gavi de Gavi grappa. Ooh, <laughs> yeah, I'll bring it over here for you to try if you would. The like. night is young. The night is young. Um, but after my experiences where grappa was a part of the dining experience, I changed my mind, and now there is nothing I don't drink. Nice. Uh, David, would you like a splash more? I'm noticing emptying glasses. Uh, uh, that or, is my uh, response to how much I like it, is I drink it quickly. <laughs> this is exciting. I, just, I do know another wine is on the table, so it doesn't need, that's plenty. All right, all right. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going anywhere, so I'm drinking it all. Uh, um, yeah, good. Uh, this is exciting because David historically has said, I do not like champagne. So. <gasps> oh. Um, we finally got him into a pet gnat. Oh, okay. But, um, so that was exciting. But Excellent. I, I'm glad to see you enjoying some more bubbles. Yeah, I mean, sparkling wines I've done okay with. It. I think it's like cheap champagne that mm, I probably just bad. never going to get over. It's just bad. Yeah. 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 It's bad. Yeah. Um, but I've also had... <laughs> I concur. <laughs> I've also had like good champagne. I think it's what, it's also where my palate kind of gets lost because mm. uh, I have a... Uh, an uncle who is very into wine, who oh, yeah, like was testing 
uh, I'm considering this. I wanted to serve this particular type of champagne for his son's wedding, and but I have like uh, bottles from 2007, 2010, and 2012. And my favorite was like the the palate tester. It was like, oh. oh, if you like that one, that's you're wrong. So it's like, oh no! So it's like. <laughs> He asked me which like was my favorite, was and I was like, it was the 2010. He was like, the 2010 is not even an option. But <laughs> I see. I don't that's think... a mean tr- thing it to It was a mean trick, That's yeah. not nice. And yeah. I also don't believe you're ever wrong uh, with I what see. you like. Like, there is, there is oh, no... Don't get me wrong. He just doesn't know like, how to drink it. I didn't it. like any of them. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> but if, if pressed for what was best, yeah. I couldn't do it. Gotcha. Right, right. I understand. Oh, that's funny. No, and I think it's good to have an opinion. I think it's good to know what is pleasurable to a person, but I don't think it's good to tell somebody else that they're wrong. wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Unless we're talking stuff that's not even quite wine, like the things that are more chemicals than wine. I mean, you can like that, just don't call it wine. I don't know. Yellowtail. (laughs) Uh, Prosecco has smaller bubbles, right? Is that one of its features, or is that not necessarily true? So Prosecco is also made Charmat method, tank method. Yeah. So the the thing is, too, with Charmat, there's there's a level of control. So you can say how big you bubbles want. Bubbles, you're only allowed to get this size. <laughs> you stay in your lane, bubbles. <laughs> Don't get too big for your bridges. <laughs> um, yeah. Huh. Okay, so I went to you. I was reading. You got into wine. Uh, you, like me, were a entertainer. You sang and uh, acted. Yes. Did you dance as well? Um, you were doing the whole New York thing, right? Yes. This I, is so cool. I was not as good a dancer as I was a singer. I would take some of your singing for some dancing. Oh, let's can, yeah, let's trade, and then we'll go to New York and we'll take it by storm yes! <laughs> with bubbles. I love it. Oh, that'd be good. Yes, exactly. Um, so you were doing musical theater? Yeah. And then... Yeah, and improvisational comedy and sketch oh, comedy. Oh, yeah. shoot. Do you still d- dabble in, in that? We're all in the same club here. Oh, yeah, my God. I don't... You know, I... 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 I worked guys, in restaurants. She was on SNL. And, no. <laughs> no. Um, I... But I did do sketch comedy improv on the Disney Cruise Line. What? Yes. I've heard that's fun. It was very, very fun. Yeah, one absolutely. Of, one of our former guests, Jason Booth Assam, um, who I think still does improv, definitely said he did like a, a Disney cruise and it went to Madeira. Oh. And I was like, that's nice. Oh, nice. But... Yeah. So did you like the cruise ship life or was it hell? I loved it. Yeah. I loved it. I loved that like I mean, the life of an entertainer on a cruise yeah. ship is very kind of cushy. I've heard. And so, you know, I just sat around and played my guitar ah. and you know, went for long walks and yeah, I, I really loved it. Aww. I loved it. It was good. <laughs> it was good. Um, but when I wasn't doing a job, the easiest thing to do was wait tables because you could pretty quickly get a job waiting tables. And yeah. I always liked it. I think if I waited tables today, I would still like it. Oh, I wow. really like it. That's I so like cool. serving people in hospitality. And so that's what I was always doing. And my dream was always to live in New York. And uh, I you know, when I was doing a staged reading of a musical, um, in New York, they, 
brought a bunch of us from LA out to New York to do it. And I was there and I was like, oh, this is before I lived in New York. And I thought, oh, this is my dream. I want to live here. And one of the people in the cast. Oh, wait, were you from LA originally? No, I grew up in North Dakota. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> and then I lived in Minnesota and then moved to Los Angeles. Um, and then did the cruise line and then this staged reading. And I um, was talking to one of the women in the cast and said, oh, it's my dream to live in New York, but I don't know if I ever could. I don't want to be poor in New York. And she said, what do you do to make money in LA? I said, I wait tables. And she said, do you like it? And I said, yes. And she said, then you will be fine in New York. And I was, I was hired the day after I moved there oh, nice. and a uh, good restaurant job and was able to audition every day and work all the time and make a lot of friends and have a lot of fun. When did you find wine along that route? Um, I kind of always had it because I was waiting tables in Los Angeles. Oh, and yeah. waiting tables in Los Angeles is pretty awesome for learning about wine because a lot of suppliers, a lot of Napa, Sonoma, oh, yeah. wine country producers will come in and, and train you on the wines, um, which doesn't, I think, happen quite so much in New York because, I mean, I'm sure there are local New York producers that come in but that didn't happen when I was in New York. But in Los Angeles, I learned a lot from that. And so going to New York, waiting tables there, uh, that was just kind of always part of it. Uh, but it wasn't until I got to New York and met, you know, other people in the restaurant industry in New York, and they said, I'm studying wine. And I said, is that a thing? And they were studying to be sommeliers. And when I was waiting tables in Los Angeles before New York, it was in the 90s, there weren't a lot of sommeliers oh. in Los Angeles at the time. There were some amazing people, Manfred Krenkel, uh, George Cossette, uh, Claudio Botta were sommeliers in Los Angeles, you know, specifically wine people in yeah. Los Angeles at that time. But the restaurants I was working, where I was working, there weren't sommeliers. It was always the, the general manager that would, uh -huh. you know, sit down and have a steak and a bottle of wine with yeah. the Southern rep in order to decide what was going to be oh. on the list. <laughs> so I didn't know it was a thing and found out in Los Angeles and, or in New York that that was a thing. And so I started studying. Yeah. Um, from when you started, then you worked. You worked your way certified, and then you 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 got your advanced pen, which is incredible because so many people I, I I know people work on that a long time and take the test many times. Sometimes it's like yeah, one of the hard ones. <laughs> yeah, I took the test many times to get the to get the advanced. I I you know. I talk to people who say, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to take it once or I'm going to take it twice. And if I don't pass, um, you know, then I'm going to stop. And I, I, I guess I never set that, uh, standard also, for myself. It seems to be sort of standard that most people don't. It's kind of like the groundlings, anyone who's taken classes <laughs> from them, you, they don't pass you the first time <laughs> on anything. It's par for the course. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, and there are some genius people that pass it the first time. There are some genius people that pass the master exam the first time, yeah. but it's a rare thing. And it's a little luck, I think, probably somewhat. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Do you still remember the what wines you blinded that you were like, yes, finally got them? Um, I guess they never tell you what they are. They never tell you what they... I find that suspect. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think it's not not suspect. But uh, do you still relive the day in your mind ever? The Well, 
I, I did, I, um, I passed tasting at the master level once and that, that's amazing. I do think about that sometimes. That was a beautiful, that was a beautiful thing. Yeah. Do you think you're ever going to go back to try masters again or are you feeling good with? I don't think I would ever say that I would never do that again. (laughs) Yeah. But not a priority right now. It's not in my head at this moment. Gotcha. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I'm questioning everyone these days because I'm like trying to figure out how far I want to go with studies. And I'm like, damn, the diploma's stressing me out enough. Do I really want to continue torture? But then I'm like, oh, being a master sounds nice. Yeah. I'm actually one of the things in my wine situation yes. right now is that I have just begun a wine-focused MBA program <gasps> through Sonoma State. Wow. Yeah. What, what kind of program? Like, is it on the wine? Is it wine making? Is it it's just wine very studies? much wine business. Very much business of wine. Very cool. Yeah. I need it, to learn more about that part. Uh, I, that's how I felt. I've very, I've been in the hospitality side. I've been in the sales side to really dig deep and understand better the business side, I think is going to yeah. help me be more. Do you think you might ever step out on your own? I don't know. I, I don't. Or step out on your own with a partner or two? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean. You can join me and my WSET diploma friends who are planning on starting a like a Vinovore-esque all-female <laughs> imports. Oh, import company. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Well, we talk about it. We'll, we'll see. Right. No, uh, I mean, I think it's very fascinating to talk to talk to people in the industry that aren't, you know, in the three-tier system, you know, like focused on distribution or imports or, you know, those specific things because there's this whole world in production and, uh, you know, different levels of import that that we don't think about in our day-to-day working in a restaurant or working in a wine shop. It's, it's, it's exciting. There's a lot, there's a lot in the wine business. It's crazy. I feel very, well, I'm still such a baby in it. And then I'm just like on the silly, like I write about it side. I talk about it, but I don't know the like really uh, practical stuff. I mean, you kind of have to start learning a little for diploma, but it's, yeah. But I feel like writing you, you know, you, you kind of can go down rabbit holes. Like you can start with an idea and you can end up learning way more than you ever knew that you would. This is very true. Um, This is why I believe in always studying, even if it's just for fun, because like sometimes you don't know what you don't know until you start learning it. And you're like, ooh, I didn't know that. Yeah. And that's, it's been, I mean, it's very early on in this MBA program, but I am learning a lot and it's, very fun. Do you have to travel up there for the courses or is it uh, online? It's too? online. Cool. Yeah, there's some trips involved uh, in it, but it's mostly online. Nice. Yeah. How long does that go for? 18 months. All right. Yeah. How far along? Two weeks. All right. <laughs> you guys, we will be following Dana's journey <laughs> step by step. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. That's I think good. it's good. All right, you guys, we need oh, to yeah. we need open the other sparkling, another sparkling rosado. This is so exciting. There's nothing better than pink bubbles. 
This is a different kind of stopper. Yeah. I saw <laughs> that you like off-gassed it. Yeah. Just, you know, you can do it. You can just like pop it off. It we'll take pictures of this hit the ceiling. later. Do you um, want me to get another glass for, for you? Or? Nah, this is fine. Ooh, this is pinker. It's pinker. Ooh, that is a nice light watermelon color. I love it. This is also Charmotte. This is from a producer called Lucchetti, and they're from Marque, and it's 100% Lacrima. Ooh. Lacrima? Lacrima is the grape. Okay, got it. Because Lacrimas are tears. Yes. Yeah. And there are also regions called like Lacrima Christi, I think. Yes. Italy's so confusing. Yes, but this, but this is, is an actual grape. Lacrima, L-A-C-R-I-M-A. Okay. Oh, okay. That's different. That's a C versus a G. Yes. Okay. But, you know, is it the same? Is it the same thing? Well, there's a Y in the, the, what I'm thinking of. You guys, we don't know anything about wine. No, I'm just kidding. I do know the Marque is located uh, like midway down the coast uh, on the. Northish, eastish. Yes. Yes. Ooh, this is, I can smell this for like a long time. Right. Because it is like almost, it's almost what you would call a light red, which I guess is pink. Right. But, but not like salmon-y. It's very. No, it's red. Yeah. Type of pink. Right. I'm trying to think what the proper, it, not more cherry. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah, if it was a lipstick, what would they call it? Yeah, good question. Hmm. Sassy berries. <laughs> Sassy berries. <laughs> it does kind of look like if you um, melted, it doesn't taste like it, but it looks like if you melted uh, the watermelon Jolly Rancher. Yeah, or like a cherry popsicle maybe. Almost like a peach ring. Like uh, the peach ring color, the ever have the peach ring candy. That's like the white rings with peach jelly on top of it. I don't uh, know those well enough. The, they're they're gummies. They're yeah yeah. I know so what that you're color, about. especially with this in the oh. light, is pretty close. Oh okay, I see what you're getting at. With the yeah. orange hues that are somewhat in there. Yeah, and it tastes so incredibly different than the other one. I'm. Hmm. That's really, it's got like a freshness to it, like a, a little more fruity fresh than, than, so was that a shorter Charmat? No, it's actually also, they do six oh. months on the leaves for this. Ah, this is really good. Yeah. This is very exciting. Yeah. This is what got me first excited about wine when you, I was like, oh, there's so many things that seem like they should be the same and they're nothing like <laughs> each other. I know. Yeah. Charmat Italian rosés. Mm. They're all going to taste the same, right? Oh, no, yeah. they do not. Definitely not. Very cool. David? Uh, I feel like my tastes are changing just because I think even this time a year ago, I would have liked this one way more because it's like fruitier. It's mm-hmm. slightly sweeter. But I'm wondering, like, they're both great. This one also smells incredible. Mm-hmm. This one, like, the smell is just as interesting as how it tastes, uh, whereas the last one, like, I 
I think I could just drink the bottle of that first one so easy. <laughs> I mean, I, I this, might. This one is like a little bit more work for me, and it's not because it's bad. It's just like I think that other one is like perfectly drinkable. Yeah, yeah. I, I might that... have to revisit it when I finish this taste. So it's... very weirdly, I think that the second one does taste a, a little bit sweeter. Yeah, but there are I actually the first one has eight grams per liter, really? and the second one has seven grams per <sighs> liter. It's that fruitiness. Yeah. However, I believe, and I don't know the, the uh, total acidity, but I believe oh. that the acidity is higher in the first one that than it is sense. in the second one. That makes sense. Yeah. Oh, should we play Guess the ABV? We do that sometimes. <laughs> Twelve. It's probably higher than that. Twelve. I was going twelve for that one. Six. I'll guess that one later. But the lacrima is twelve. Ellen's yeah. the winner. I rarely win. You were very close though, <laughs> yeah. and also they, they're allowed to be like a half point off. So like, right? Yeah, you could be actually the right one. Exactly. Um. Well, when we revisit this one, we can guess on that. Right. Apparently, when you go for your master of wine on the blind tasting, you have to guess exact alcohol percentages. So, yeah. Oh, that's rough. They also recently changed um, in the diploma the alcohol levels. It used to be there was, you know, low, medium, minus, medium. They just changed it to low, medium, high. What? Yeah. Three choices. I, three choices. And for Fortified, that was hard to. Well, high. Hi. Yeah. I will, Hi. Yeah, it's different. <laughs> Hold on. I, I'll. This will be real nerdery. If, but are, are you? Do, would you like to hear what the levels are? Yeah. Okay. Hold on. Let me. I have it written down. Oh. Because I study too much. Wow. That's exciting. And we're back. Um. So for regular wine, low is under eleven. Medium is 11 to 13.9, and high is over 14. For okay. fortified, low is 15 to 16.4. Medium is a whopping uh, 15.5 to uh, 18.4, and then over that's high. So basically, like, Madeira and Port are usually high. Uh, Sherry's usually low. Like, I, it's silly. Oh, my gosh. I'm so glad I'm, well, I don't know if I'm done with Fortified, but I'm glad I'm not worrying about it right now. That's, yeah, that's, I think that that's, Weird. I imagine that that would be difficult to analyze. Yeah, I don't know. In some ways, I guess it makes it a little simpler. Well, I don't know. Analyzing the Fortified was hard because everything is just like, this is high. Right. And I guess if you know that Sherry's low and you know that, Port and Madeira are high, then that's not so hard. Once you start figuring out the taste, but then like sometimes the only way to tell certain Madeiras apart from uh, uh, like Sweden cherries is like the acid levels are like pretty much the only things that distinguish them. It's, oh yeah, fortified's hard, man. Wait, did they make you taste that for advanced? Uh, at the advanced, I don't think we tasted fortified at the advanced, but there were some fortified wines. During the service portion of the master uh, exam. For pouring or for tasting? Or, yeah, they yeah. would be. There was always a part of the master service exam that was you weren't working at a table. It was like some math problems and oh. some tasting. And 
that's where you really need to know the business stuff. Because when I took certified, there were definitely like some math questions about you're pouring this many magnums and you have to account for this many tastes. And then also I still am confused about cost uh, margin things. But it was a multiple choice question. And I was like, one of these things is not like the other. And it's like, <laughs> circle that. <laughs> and you did okay. Did okay. Yeah. That, being a sommelier is way more about math than, uh, you know, the, than the movies show. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all just parading bottles around. It's exactly. Them high. Drinking them. Uh, laughing about them. Yeah. That's yeah. why I'm on my side of things. I should probably get more into the business side of things at some point. It seems like a little more lucrative, maybe. Well, it's all, I, I just think there's no such thing as too should. much knowledge. Oh, there's no yeah. such thing as bad knowledge. True. Just learning things is just good. I concur. Oh, I was going to ask you, I remember, the, the, the. I think I had met you maybe once before, and then I ran into you at Effervescence, the sparkling. Um, yes. And that was like maybe a month or so before I had the unit three exam the exam that was killer um and I remember talking to you about how stressed I was and you just did this really calming thing you looked into my eyes and you were like drink turmeric or you were like take turmeric <laughs> <laughs> and I was like yes ma'am <laughs> did you yeah I uh, frequently will grind up lemon and turmeric in water and drink it with like a little stevia to sweeten it yeah just helps that brain out, I swear. Yeah, I, I think it does. Well, good. I'm glad that that was, was calming. good advice. <laughs> yeah, well, as long as it was calming, that's what matters uh, most. Well, you, you guys, <laughs> here's the thing you would know if you met Dana. That is something I think that just like when I met you, I felt like, sorry, I'm going to sound like weirdo, but I'm like, I felt like I gravitated towards you because you have a very like warm sort of uh, calming, like I could see you being really good at selling people wine at the table because <laughs> you just you look into your eyes and be like, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I'll take what Dana's selling. <laughs> I'm here for it. Thank um, you. But I don't know. Do you do anything to cultivate that? Or? Uh, hmm. You're just naturally amazing. Well, well, well thank you. Um, I, I think, I think, I think there's a lot about being from the middle of the country mm-hmm. that, we're, we are raised to be nice to everybody. Um, it's true. All three of us are from uh, the middle of the country. Yeah? Yeah. You, Where are you sh- from? Uh, north of Chicago. Okay. Ellen, St. Louis. All right. Yeah. So, but so that's a big part of it. Um, and I just, I don't know. I think that I've always thought it's important to, it's not... You, you can't always say yes and you can't always accommodate everyone, but yeah. I think it's always important to try to be kind. Yeah. And I don't see any reason to not be kind. And I also very much care about people I just I, you <laughs> that know comes off like it's something that I immediately <laughs> felt when I met you like I'm getting very esoteric here but it was just like oh I like Dana she's good mm. people oh well thank you I I I guess I do I guess I do work in that sense that I do work to try to be kind but I but it's not work for me to try to care about people because I just always do nice that I would imagine would serve you well as an actor because you have to learn to care about and like identify with all sorts of people that you're playing or acting against yeah 
And then those bitchy actors you got to deal with. <laughs> got to have a good <laughs> have, have a good attitude. <laughs> I'm jesting mostly. Yes. Uh, Especially doing improv. Ooh. It's a wild world. David still does improv too, right? I do. Yeah. Where do you do improv? Uh, I host a show at the Copper Still Bar two nights a week, which is a variety show. Can I tell a story there sometime? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've done it once before when Winston was there, but you weren't there. Uh, I just started hosting (sighs) in June. Uh, But yeah, no, absolutely. And then I also like have done stuff with UCB on and off since 2014. Nice. Yeah. It's been fun. It's a fun art form. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I haven't done I haven't done improv in a very long time. I I mean will like jump in occasionally, but I did it so much for a while. Did were you you were you had a team and did all the things or I I was at a theater in Minneapolis called Dudley Riggs Brave New Workshop, so I was in the ensemble there and did the main stage shows um sketch comedy and then after each show we do an improv set ah. and then on the ship we would do improv sets nice which was crazy because did it's you do heralds no. <laughs> uh not on the ship we did heralds a little bit in minneapolis i think about heralds is like uh, once in a while i'm just like oh there's something kind of soothing about doing a herald like i retook 401 at ucb uh, last spring and i was like oh yeah herald this just feels nice got a form but it's not but it's, yeah. yeah when you're when everyone is at least capable it's fun oh but like, well. like any team sport like i i've played volleyball most of my life and it's one of those things where what i like about improv is that you're with a team you're yeah. trying to make something good but then also with improv it's similar to volleyball in that you're only as good as your worst player mm. so if like you have one person around it's like well but they have to be involved <laughs> it's hard to hide them mm. uh our team definitely I've, I've had a couple teams that were wonderful but sometimes there was that person are you dealing with that right now no not personally that's just what i find difficult about the herald in a class setting oh in a class setting yeah, yeah. i feel like herald well, there are people, you know, that believe that Harold does not belong in a performance setting at all. Oh, that it was created practice. specifically oh. for rehearsal. Huh. For the listener, the Harold <laughs> <laughs> is a long form improv uh, style in which you do an uh, opening, which can be a lot of different things. And then you do three scenes based on stuff that came up on the opening. And then you do what's called a group game, which who the fuck really knows what a group game is? But it usually starts with. It shouldn't, but usually people are just like, everybody get in here. Or someone comes out and starts meowing like their cat and everyone starts doing it. Uh, group games are nonsense. And then you do a second beat of the first scenes and then there's another group game and then you try and tie it all together at the third. That's Cliff Notes Herald, I think. <laughs> did, I, did I get that That's right? That's about right, yeah. Uh, yeah, and if if you are doing it, it can be like the most transformative thing that and you've you ever done in your life. An and amazing, extraordinarily te- satisfying. If you have a great team, the group games that you come up with will be amazing and fantastic and original. But sometimes, yeah, class can be hard. It can also be the worst and longest thing you've ever done in your entire life. Yeah. <laughs> well, my thing with when I was doing a ton of improv is at some point I just was like, I can't sit through because you generally you go to shows and you try and stay and watch all the other teams, too. And not that our team was our team was probably the one that people were gritting their teeth that they had to sit through sometimes. But sometimes I was just like, I can't sit through more improv right now. <laughs> I need a break. 
But I miss it sometimes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I miss all of it sometimes. Well, you can still go back. Yeah. The L.A. night, you, you work during the day more now. The, the yeah. L.A. scene is open. You and I are taking our wine and improv show on the road. That's right. Darn I mean, it. We could do two-person improv. Yeah. Yeah. Only if Dave mics us. David? If I mic you? I'm just being <laughs> very silly. No. I will only play at theaters where I have a microphone. <laughs> no. Which would be approximately 0.0 yes. in L.A. In Los Angeles. Yeah, most yeah. aren't set up for it. Oh. No. Yeah, I mean, you're lucky when you're performing solo at the clubhouse if they even bring out a mic. Although I prefer not holding a mic. I know stand-ups, sometimes they're just like, they're like they I can't perform without holding a mic. And I'm like, I gesture wildly. <laughs> There's power in a microphone. I understand that. Oh, I just take the power all by myself. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. No, no I, I see that too. Sean, um, my former co-host, used to really love taking the, the mic off the stand and just like leaning back. And holding it like he was a comedian. Oh, in a podcast, yeah, which really, yeah. which really plays on a podcast yeah. in terms of the visuals of <laughs> seeing you take the mic off the sand. Sean being super cool, it made him feel good. So, hey, yeah. which which serves yeah. a different purpose, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah, I can see that. I can see that being satisfying. Yeah, making me want to do it. I mean, we can try <laughs> it. Should, should we do an experiment here? We're yeah. gonna. Okay. All right. Well, I feel a little like when I'm at a storytelling show and I grab the mic and I'm like, I can only gesture with one hand now. What am I going to do? I can only pour myself more of the sparkling with one hand, which I'm going to do because this is delicious. Good. Yeah, you're good at that. Oh. Oh, yeah. The one-handed pour usually takes two hands. Uh, (laughs) Now we're getting some crackle. Is that us moving the cords? Okay. Probably. How do you feel over there? Me? Yeah. Uh, uh, well, I, I, I don't, I, I feel comfortable. I feel comfortable okay. holding a mic. Yeah. Feels good. Feels I good. feel like a chanteuse. <gasps> <laughs> I did when I was like, uh, Googling you and came across the, the singing bit. I was like, should we make her sing? <laughs> Do you have a favorite <laughs> musical? Are you excited about cats? <laughs> oh my gosh. Doesn't that look awful? I love cats and I'm excited to watch it even if it sucks. Okay. okay. I don't think it looks bad. You don't? It Not looks, at all. Here's my thing is I've seen the musical live. It doesn't look that much different. Like they're just dressed exactly how the cats are in costume in the live show. I am There's some so CGI. excited for cats. You're okay. going to see cats with me. Uh, I'm spoken for, but we can see it again okay. together. Wow. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, this, I did not. This is a turn I did not expect this episode to take. I, I think there's a lot of cynicism towards this new cats for no reason. It's a silly musical to begin with. Mm-hmm. That plus, like, why not them look crazy? Yeah. What's Judy Dench doing there? Well, here's my thing is, like <laughs> I said, it doesn't look that much different than the stage version where they're just humans dressed like cats. Rebel Wilson came to play. There's a great cast. Idris Elba's a cat. The cat's cast. The cast cats are fantastic. Ian McKellen's so hanging out. <laughs> really? Oh, shit. Wait, who's he? Uh, he's the theater the... cat. Oh, guy. Gus. Wait, was it Gus? Gus I, I don't know the names. I honestly don't know cats that Oh, well, I know it far too well. I've seen cats, but I don't know it well. And there's McCavity. There's McCavity. There's Scroombus. There's, <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's Tauntaun. 
Uh, He's making them up. <laughs> yeah, he is. There's Rumple Teaser and wait. Now I'm trying to remember those nonsense names. It's the Teaser Twins. It's Appetizer and Rumple Teaser. Uh, I did see cats recently on stage. Ma- magical Mr. Mistopheles. Yes, that's mm. Isabella Glamour Cat. Yes, yes. Bomb Ballerina. I am I going to do a, a, a small plug for a play that my wife does every year <gasps> oh. at the Atwater Village Theater really? called Bob's Holiday Office Party. Oh. And I highly recommend that you go and see it. It's quite hilarious. Have you seen it? Yeah. I'm, I'm trusting you. Yes, yeah. It's quite hilarious. And I'm bringing it up now because there is a very small cat's reference yeah. in it. Okay. I got to go. Yeah. Let, keep me Keep me posted on that. I will. Is your wife also a, uh, and you're not getting out of singing. Well, you don't have to. Uh, this all started because I was going to ask you to don't sing. Don't make someone sing. You don't have to sing. Is yeah. your wife also, a, she's an actor? She's a really brilliant improvisational comedian. <sighs> Is she on one of the, the the in one of the, groups of note in in LA? She she is not. She is uh, she's the executive director of a nonprofit that does theater and improv with gang prone and incarcerated (gasps) youth. That's That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. It's not uh, uh, what's it called? Hearts of Theater of Hearts. It's called the Unusual Suspects Theater Company. I like. Um, But the first time I ever saw her, she was on stage (gasps) doing improv. Nice. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. So, but yes, it's a funny play that she's in. Um, the question I always have to ask uh, married people, which uh, clearly I didn't research enough. I was like, I didn't know Dana was married. Did you? What did you drink at your wedding? Oh, um, we drank lots of things, but the toast was bougie cerdon. Bougie cerdon. Have you had bougie cerdon? No. Oh, okay. That's a, it's wait. another pink sparkling wine. Yeah. But it's a little bit sweet. It's method ancestral Ooh. from the Savoie. Dana just got this like flashback look (laughs) in her face where she was reliving the line (laughs) it's in your bag no Uh, that would be not today but no it was that was the that was the first thing we drank and that's an ancestral another way of saying the uh pet nat right well wait right yes it is it's the original pet nat like I always say that but they but uh they leave some sugar in bougie and so it's not Cool. Be- it's it's a little less um, I'm from funky the cool than I probably most would like it better. Are. Like I'm a hit or miss sometimes on pet nets, but yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, I'm try this. Yes, you must. There's a couple of great producers out there. I will take your word on it. Yeah, um, David, you you might like it. That margins pet net I like. Oh, uh, that's a uh, and it's gone. I have to wait for a new vintage. Oh, very good. Uh, Margins is a natural wine uh, with a, a young woman. Uh, well, I don't know. I don't know what her age is, but she's a woman winemaker who's very cool, um, and she makes really good wines. Um, Excellent. But I've never had Bougie Cerdon. Wait, that's spelled B-U-G-E-Y. Yes. Dash C-E-R-D-O. Yes. I love that Bougie's in the name of it. I know. When you first said Bougie, I was like, where is this going? This is exciting. Fun. Uh, wine is fun. Yes. Oh, yeah. Your Twitter profile said you're three types of geeks, so I wanted to 
here. Oh gosh, at least it's. I think it says I'm at least three. Mm. I'm a wine geek. Clearly, I'm a musical theater geek. Nice. Clearly, um, I mean we've hit a lot of them in this podcast: wine, theater, and and improv. Um, I'm also a little bit of a Star Trek geek. <gasps> Um, probably not. Are I mean, you excited I'm, about Picard? I'm super Even excited. Even though they about... messed up the burgundy bottles. Oh, I haven't see. I haven't subscribed yet. Oh, I haven't it. either. It's just the trailer. Like his family makes wine in burgundy, and they're like in Bordeaux bottles. And, huh. But I'm like also that many years in the future. Who who knows? knows? Well, I mean, global warming. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Change that bottle shape. <laughs> Cabernet so, now. Yeah. Oh, probably, actually. <laughs> Come to think of it, Pinot Noir will not be happy. That's a nice a Venn years. diagram, though, of Star Trek nerds and wine nerds getting upset over Burgundy versus <laughs> Bordeaux bottles. <laughs> this, the, him in the vineyards, there's like proper geo training going on, so they yeah. got that detail right. Yeah. Oh, I can, okay. Yeah, I know. It's all too much. Yeah. So many, many kinds of, many kinds of geek. Okay. We haven't even. Oh. Gotten to the tip of the iceberg. Just of name two more and it'll be teasers. Uh, Game of Thrones. Ah. Major. Um, Have you tried the wine? Don't no. they make wine? I, I've themed? heard that they make themed wine and themed beer, and yeah, I haven't me neither. tried them. <laughs> embarrassing. Okay, embarrassing kind of geek. Yeah. A little bit of like a vampire geek. Yeah. I mean, you're talking to a goth girl here. Come on. I read so much Anne Rice. <laughs> so much Anne Rice. So much. Are, are you talking about the the newfangled like Twilight vampires or just any vampire all L- the time? Like a lot of vampires. All right. Yeah. I love that. Even the old gross vampires. Yeah. Oh, Nosferatu vampires. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love that. That's good. That's that's good to know. I feel like you and I are going to hang out in the future and drink blood red wine and be like <laughs> vampire things. We're going to go to Barson and were you a goth girl? I I I never well, no, not really. I don't know if you could be from North Dakota. Mm. <laughs> I mean, I feel like being up north where it's that cold kind of makes you inherently uh, like a little dark. Right. Yes, that's true. Maybe. That's true. Um, sadly, because this is so much fun, we can keep talking afterwards, but I should probably get to the final five okay. questions, um, that change a little with every episode, but they're, I transcribe them, they go on delectable, um, it's Ooh. a little partnership. All right. Um, question number one, what's the best pairing you've ever had? <sighs> there's, there's a lot that I can think of off the top of my head. I think that the the pairing that surprised me the most... Sometimes that's the best thing. I had the opportunity to drink some really good older vintage Burgundy with cigars. <gasps> and Didn't I... Didn't see that coming. Completely thought that that was like... I was with this group and they were like, we're going to drink Burgundy and smoke cigars. And I thought that this is so that the, the cigars are going to obliterate these delicate wines. And they did not. It was fantastic. Wow. I can't even quite begin to imagine that aside from like, well, I haven't drinking that much old Burgundy either. Right. Right. And it's not like you don't get to drink a bunch of old Burgundy. We're talking red, red Burgundy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. That's fascinating. It was great. Good answer. I need to 
try more things in my life. <laughs> Were you sick from uh, smoking the cigars? No. Excellent. Okay, question number two. When you're not drinking wine, what do you drink? It can be alcoholic or not. Or you can name both. Um, I, turmeric. I, oh. Turmeric, definitely turmeric. I, I drink, I, I, I do, I'm a cocktail head. I'm a cocktail geek. Oh, well, we can hook you up after. <laughs> I, I've got a bar cart. Um, and I, my favorite spirit, my go-to spirit is gin. And I'm excited about trying a lot of different gins. Oh, God, I have too much gin. You have to help me try. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. I'm not supposed to cut in this much, but very yeah. cool. So I think, I, I, I mean, I drink a lot of things. I drink a lot of sparkling water. I drink a lot of LaCroix. Oh, favorite <laughs> but, flavor? Uh, uh, Pamplemousse. Cool. Okay, I'm supposed to keep these brief, and I'm not good at it. Uh, what's the biggest lesson wine has taught you? We touched on it earlier, actually. That there is, that there is, there is no, there is no wrong answer. There's no, what you like is what you like, and. I've always felt my job in wine is to make sure that you have what you like and to hopefully expand your, uh, your horizons of what you like a little bit further. Um, what you said earlier, that Twitter quote about, uh, I, the, I don't know, I don't know how to like it yet. I don't know how to eat this. I don't know how to eat this. Yeah. That, 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 that's my dream is to take someone who loves something passionately and, and, get them to look over their shoulder and, and find something else new that they love passionately. But, but I've never believed it's okay to say that is wrong. You, you can't, you can't drink California Cabernet with (laughs) your shellfish tower. That's not my job. My job is to say, this is great. And next bottle maybe you want to try improv people might call it yes and yes and i agree (laughs) next question (laughs) if you made a wine what would you make and what would you name it if i could make any wine in the world i would make sparkling wine yeah and why you know i mean it's a dream right i can go to champagne Mm -hmm. whatever um, you want and and what will you name it i will name it Uh, um, I know how to like this. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll name it. I'll name it. I'll name it Danae. My name is Dana, and then I'd put an e at the end, and it'd be Danae, and then oh, nobody would know how to pr- ooh, pronounce it. Yeah, be an enigma. Yeah, That's that'll awesome. teach him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't like my wine? We'll just pronounce it, and then we'll decide <laughs> if you're even worthy of drinking it. Okay, final question: What is bringing you joy? my studies now with with um Sonoma State with this wine MBA program is bringing me way more joy than I would have imagined that it would bring me I'm loving learning stuff I didn't know before well you guys cheers to uh new horizons and new oh David do you need a splash cheers to life and learning cheers I just drink Yay.
been a Boardwalk Audio podcast. For more information and shows, visit BoardwalkAudio.com. Don't forget to rate and subscribe now.